Kia ora, everybody. Welcome to the Two Minute Travel Podcast. I'm here with the co-host, Samantha Fryer. How are you, Samantha? Hey, good. Welcome, everyone. It's been a while. Yeah, so we have a special guest listener, which is the, uh, what did you say, executive producer? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you guys have been so bad at doing this podcast lately. I, hey. there was no, I had no choice. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right, so we have the... Uh, the but hey, guys, it's great to be here. It's producer so Catherine Kenning. We've Thanks. got a live... So in producer Catherine today, we've got a live listener and occasional inputter. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> and today... Live feedback as well, I'm t- sure. That's right. Today's top... And, you know, for the audience, whoever you are, thanks for being patient. Today's topic <laughs> is going to be Auckland... Your hometown, Samantha. Yeah, and I know everyone is dying to come up here after they couldn't for that long period of time in 2021. Yeah. Um, so now's the time. Come on, lot, show Auckland some love. A lot of pent-up demand to reach I Auckland. <laughs> and we, so Catherine and I, we came up for Auckland, um, obviously over New Year's, and we checked out a few uh, hotels. We did a little bit of a trifecta. So maybe we'll talk about a couple of them. But first of all, let's talk about what's on stuff right now. The top story is second Auckland airport worker confirmed as Omicron case. And Look, then the third story Auckland. is police monitoring gang funeral procession in Auckland. And then if we just go down a few more, I think there was another story to do with, there was a stabbing in Auckland. Well, look, Rotorua is also a location of interest, so let's not give all the hate to Auckland. <laughs> As is Palmerston North, so like... Exactly. There's a lot of publicity happening for Auckland right now. That's look, a I'm lot saying. happens in Auckland. There's always something going on. It's a city that never sleeps. Don't worry about it. And how about we give it some good publicity <laughs> and <laughs> talk about um, some of the hotels in Auckland. I think there's some quite quite fancy ones, and one of the ones that uh, we had a chance to stay at was the Hotel Britomart. Um, so, first of all, big thank you to uh, the people who helped um, support us with that, so thank you. It was a Christmas gift. Yeah. We weren't hashtag sponsored or anything. No, no, we were It was we just were. a straight up uh, general, you know, general public Christmas gift yeah. from a friend but- to us. But yep. in the hopes that it features on Two Minute Travel, yes. the the vlog, yes, or the, or the podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, now's the chance to talk about it. Um, Sam, have you ever been into the Hotel Britomart? I have. Um, actually, no, I haven't stepped foot in it or the restaurant. Probably very, could. It's so close. It's very nice. So if you're unfamiliar with Auckland, uh, I guess there's kind of Queen Street heads towards the water and where the water is it's kind of like all the ferry terminals but a little bit before that and you kind of swing a right is the Britomart precinct I'm guessing and in there is Hotel Britomart so it's I guess as downtown Aucklandy as anything is um and it's really beautiful it's a boutique five-star hotel how many rooms Sam I think it's a five-star oh, green hotel. Yes, it's which, very environmentally friendly. I think yeah. it's about 195 rooms. Mm. So I don't know if the five-star relates to the hotel. Like, is it a five-star hotel or is it a five-green-star hotel? 
I'm not too sure because, like, there wasn't a pool or spa or mm. any of that stuff. Mm. Um, but honestly, I don't care about that stuff. Um, well, and technically, if, um, if one not... rating. Oh, go ahead. No, Sorry, no, you... no, 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 you go ahead. One, there's one rating system that says you can't be five star if you don't have a pool. So, um, but in terms of the 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 rooms and the standard and the staff, I think you would say it was probably five star, right? Definitely, yeah. it was just lovely. Fantastic. Yeah, I, it, Catherine, you raise a really good point. Actually, if there isn't a spa or pool or all the normal so five starish things, they don't call it a five star hotel. They call it a five star green hotel, mm. which so makes were... me feel like there's a five star green. Yeah, that's what so, it, it <laughs> yes. so is there like comma a comma hotel. Is there a double five star? Like your five star green and your five star normal? I don't really see. I don't. I don't think so at the moment. Right. Yeah. Okay, so five star green, what, four star? I don't know. It was really lovely. It was all very fancy. Everything had been thought of. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. And they So grateful to have stayed there. And, and, you know, they took um, health pretty um, seriously. So you had to do your your pass scanning for all of that type of stuff as you check in. That's right. Beautiful artwork. They've even got like these little um, pamphlets that show you all the art inside the um, the lobby and the rest of the hotel. And then as you go into your room, uh, it's just I don't know. It's very modern design, but really clean and really simple. I guess that's why it was on uh, Condé Nast's like top hotels to visit in 2022. I thought it was 2021, but that was probably when people thought the world would open. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely very nice. Um, and I think also the amenities were really nice. Like, this is mm. a thing, you know, we've spent a lot of time in hotels recently and concentrating on places that have really good quality amenities is important. Yeah, so put it this way, I had taken my shampoo and conditioner, like, from home to use at the hotel before staying at Hotel Bredemont. But at Hotel Bredemont, I really looked forward to and enjoyed using the amenities that they provided. From Sons? Yeah, Sons Cuticles. Yeah, a New Zealand brand. So highly recommended. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah, if, you, if you use a hotel's shampoo and conditioner over your own you bought from home, that's saying something. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely really good yeah. quality. Uh, something that was probably not as fancy was the Fable formerly the Hotel Grand Windsor, which is pretty much just about above the Louis Vuitton on Queen Street. Um, and Sam, you did check out our, our junior suite, as they I called did. it. That's yeah. right. I did. I did. What did you... you think of the purple room? It was very purple. And, I mean, as we discussed, the layout of that particular room that they gave you was awkward. It wasn't a traditional suite where the living and dining area is separate from the bedroom area and the balcony was just so tiny and not usable. Yeah. They could could do some work on that. The balcony really felt like a fire exit to me (laughs) rather than Exactly. That's what it was like. Like there's no chairs and stuff outside. It's quite narrow. Um, But all of the soft product was fantastic. Like every staff member we encountered was so professional and polite and welcoming um, we, so uh, the room didn't really match, like, the standard that the staff had, if yeah. that makes sense. And, like, we ate in the restaurant, and all the food was really nice, too. So 
in, it was it, just really the room. Even on entering the hotel, remember there was like a guy with like a top hat on for a, a period, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know, that's and like his, the, that's his fancy. That is fancy, and then you know they kind of open the door for you, and then when you go to the restaurant, then the restaurant uh, host looked like she was going to like a gala ball. Like she was, she was well dressed up compared to us. I I felt underdressed. So yeah, the staff lovely. Just the hotel. I think if it's a suite, having no door between like the bedroom area and the living room area. Even if they had been a door there, it was still I don't know how to describe it. It was like it was maybe, a nook. Yeah, it was maybe like less than two meters wide. Yeah. And so the L shaped couch kind of touched both walls on either side. That's right. In in their I'm not gonna say defense, but we did point this out to them. And oh, they, yeah, they, they gave us a really good response. Yeah, they gave us a really nice response and said if we're ever staying again that, you know, they'd give us half off the rate and free parking. and We will not stay there again because oh. it will be noted <laughs> on our thing that we were, like, difficult clients. Or difficult whatever. customers, yeah. very low scores and MPS. Yeah. We mm. need to get them up. And uh, for me, my own personal highlight of the, the trifecta of hotels that we stayed at was the Cordis. Yeah. I'm not sure if listeners have ever experienced it before. It used to be a Langham, really at the top of, is it Simmons Street? Yeah. Very lovely. I would resort vibes for me, and I really liked it. I honestly spent all my time at the pool, and it was great. Um, booked through American Express, you get a really good deal. The fine hotels and resort. So... They really, they they were, it was fantastic. Yeah. I feel like we do need to disclose that we know someone that works there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, we do. <laughs> this is not the, uh, the, but it's still an unbiased review. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, we booked it completely separately um, to that workmate. We booked it through uh, the Amex Fine Hotels and Resort. But it was fantastic. Like, we got uh, food and beverage credits and room upgrade and um so, and they've got this really free nice breakfast every morning as well in the buffet nice new tower um it just felt really modern and honestly the kind of breakfasts at the and the pool was fantastic it's just really fancy like you there's like a juice machine that it puts oranges into it and it crushes you juice freshly in front of your eyes that's not i what other hotel have you ever stayed at that does that um, the Sofitel in Brisbane had a juicer. Okay. It had a chocolate fondue fountain. Yeah. What other hotel has a chocolate fondue fountain for breakfast? You got me there. Um, so yes, that was my pick of the bunch. Um, Samantha, are there any other hotels in Auckland that you would uh, recommend to our listeners? The Hyatt? Um, yeah, I actually haven't stayed in many Auckland hotels because I live you, here. You live there. Um, and in my pre-living in Auckland days, um, I can remember staying at like the city life, but don't go there anymore. Um, mm. But yeah, I've done tours of a lot of hotels um, just because it's a thing you do when you work in them. Um, and the Park Hyatt looks really beautiful. It's a great location down at when you're quarter and the rooms are very spacious. It has quite a ocean vibe, oceany mm. wood vibe. Um, really lovely spa pool as well, which um, is a bit of a rarity um, for Auckland hotels, surprisingly. Um, and then you've got your other big ones like 
the Sky City Ooh. and Sky Grand, which Waylon, you have recently visited. Yes. So uh, literally a couple of days ago, I was staying at the Sky City. Sky City is a casino for people who aren't familiar with Auckland. They have two hotels, Sky City Grand, Sky City Grand. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's like the, the fancier one. And then they have Sky City itself. Um, and it was okay. I put it in the category of like a Novotel. It wasn't as, you know, it's not a three-star hotel. It's not like an Ibis. A Novotel in a casino, though. You said that they were pumping like that disgusting fragrance. Yeah. Yeah. Just they had a little fun. bit of fragrance, the sort of fragrance that hotels run when someone's had, had some cigarettes in the hotel room. It was, uh, it wasn't yeah, great. That's not a good start. No, and then it turns out that uh, it was a location of interest for um <laughs> I saw that! Like, that, the day you were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was from 12 until, like, 3 in the morning. So, hey, turns yeah. out I was in bed. Um, but, yeah, if you like to stay at casinos, it's a very close location. There's a really big proliferation of new hotels in, mm. or- uh, in Auckland, right, Sam? Like, there's the QT, the Hyatt's pretty That's new. That's right, yeah, Park mm-hmm. Hyatt and QT are new. I mean, Hotel Britomar is even relatively new, and there's quite yeah. a few um, on the horizon, actually. We've got a, a hotel called The Horizon, um, <laughs> actually. <laughs> it was an unintentional um, pun there. Um, and that's going to be part of Sky City, and then an Intercontinental is coming as well. There was rumors yeah. of a Ritz-Carlton, which I think would really be our number one five-star, but... I think the pandemic may have put that on ice. Lots of choices, though. Mm-hmm. Like, many more choices. And, like, lots of them have been taken over by MIQ. That's but right. even with that, there's still so many choices. Yeah, so there and, is... And it's not um, unreasonable, either. Mm. Yeah, a few of the hotels in Auckland are isolation hotels, but that's fine. So we're about halfway through the podcast. Let's talk a little bit about some of the attractions. And I kind of want to focus on, like, the waterfront. Because I think that seems to be where all the energy and buzz is happening. Um, so, Sam, I guess maybe we talk about, like, the viaduct and Wynyard Quarter. And and also Mission, Mission Bay? Yeah, Mission Bay. Like, the whole, what's your sort of recommendations for folks who, uh, I guess... You know, don't don't go to Auckland very often. Yeah, I think there's a waterfront area for whatever whatever your vibe is. The viaduct area is very busy and has like a lot of energy. Nice bars and restaurants, like really nice to sit outside in the sun and do some people watching. Very like cool place to be. That's where we spent New Year's Eve. That's and right. That is like the first time since um, the pandemic started that mm. I felt like I was living like. In a bustling city. Yeah. I, was it, Auckland on New Year's Eve. Everyone was in such a good mood. There were people everywhere. It was so nice. Felt pretty cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Auckland, doing it. If you... And then there's lots of big super yachts around around the viaduct because the... I don't know, the boat parking. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's an official name for that. Um, but the boat parking is all around there. So if you wander past the boats in this little, this little footbridge... You get um, over to where the park hide is and where the Team New Zealand house is. And that's Wynyard Quarter. And there's more like laid back restaurants over those ways. Um, and there's some cool little things to do. There's like a giant playground if that's your vibe. Um, there's is that like, where the silos are? That yeah. They do the, 
the movie nights? Yeah, so there's these big silos, which they call Silo Park, and they will project movies up onto the silos. They have markets around there. They'll set up beanbags and stuff. So it's quite a, quite a cool spot. You, you strolled through there um, when you were up here in Auckland for work, right, Waylon? What did you think? Yeah, so my work's just around the corner in that kind of area, and honestly, really pe- really pedestrian-friendly, like... Mm-hmm. Not really cars, it's mostly you walking around kind of the marina and, you know, there's sort of water around and lots of shops, uh, not lots of um, food places. So definitely very friendly. And then you kind of keep going past all of that back more towards um, where the ferry terminal is. There's Commercial Bay, and that was really impressive to me. I, like, I didn't realise how cool the food, well, not cool, but how many food choices there were in that food court until you showed me around, Sam. Yeah, it's like this brand new mall and there's more food places than there are like retail stores. So like if you're hungry, you will find anything. There's anything from just a like food court um, snack through to really fancy high-end restaurants and like everything in between. So it's a good place to check out. Yeah, I went to Kai Eatery and got a piece of fried chicken, Taiwanese fried chicken that was legitimately the size of my head. Uh, and I, I don't know if you know me personally, but I have a reasonably sized head. Um, $14. Though it did have all the sort of Asian spices on them that somehow makes them sweet. Like, not like sugary, but just, I don't know, it's always a little bit of a weird flavor combo. Where else in Auckland would you be recommending? Like, is Newmarket the place to be? I think if you want to do shopping, Newmarket's the place to be because you've got the brand new Westfield there. It's huge. There's like every shop you want and it's got the fancy, fancy ones like your Louis Vuitton and your Balenciaga. Um, but down also on Broadway of Newmarket, there's, I guess, shops that um, are a little bit less fancy than are in the mall. So you can still do like all of the shopping you want. Um, I mean, there are restaurants in Newmarket as well, but for the most part, I feel like it's it's kind of a shopping location these days. We loved visiting the Newmarket Mall. Nice. We went there when we were staying at the Cordis. So already, like, we ate at the Cordis and spent the days by the pool with our friends. So it already had, like, quite a resort, like, you've gone overseas mm. kind of feel to it. And then we went to Newmarket, and it's one of those malls that just has all of the international shops, so you could literally be anywhere. And that's probably the closest we're going to get to Hawaii for a long time. <laughs> and so it was really nice. Yeah, there's definitely brands, I think, in Auckland that just really don't have a presence elsewhere in New Zealand, like Coz would be probably the big one off the mm. top of my head. Um, and soon to be obviously Ikea and Costco. Man, what a holiday that would be. Oh, yeah, to check out Costco. Yep. That's right. Um, I think probably my tip to New Zealanders or Canadians or Americans or whoever else is listening to this Queen Street itself, I thought was kind of sad. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like, you'd be right. It still feels safe, though, for the most part. Does it? Yeah, I mean, New Year's was really nice. There were heaps of people around. I, I probably, I wouldn't have felt safe walking around Queen Street at night. Okay. Because it kind of gets pretty quiet. Yeah. And the only people sort of out and about are the sort of people that you might not want to hang out with. Yes, Waylon um, refers to that as the ratio. Yeah. Yeah, like I think you should be able to look around 
and sort of out of 10 people count the number of people you feel safe around and if it's like eight or nine then you know it's a good place but if you feel really unsafe and it's like one or two people then maybe you shouldn't be hanging out there that's that's a good rule yeah so I, what other places would you recommend people who just don't know Auckland should should pop and visit in Mission Bay probably I'm guessing it's one of those I mean, yeah, it is, a, it is a popular tourist spot. So if you continue along, the, like following along the waterfront um, out east. Um, Was that actually, where the, the gang members were following us? That's in right. The, um, yes. Yes. Did, we, didn't need to, we didn't need to bring <laughs> that up. On the quads. We didn't need to bring the, that up. Uh, they weren't wearing helmets and they were on <laughs> dirt bikes, right? Just yeah. checking that was the same location. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, um, cool. But also that street is called Tamaki Drive and there's actually really nice um, bike paths. I wish I had a bike because I feel like it'd be a really nice bike ride. Um, but there's walking and running paths as well and you can go all the way along the waterfront um, and you've got four bays all the way into, until it like turns into more residential. So you've got Okahu Bay, Mission Bay, Kohimarama and what's the last one? Something with an H? Yeah. Anyway. No, it's the other way. But, I, you, I mean, like, for the people who haven't been there, it's white sand. Mm-hmm. You can see Rangitoto. Yeah, you're, you're viewing Rangitoto. You can go for a swim. You can have a little picnic. There's, like, plenty of ice cream, you know, shops. It really is a quite Kiwi free classic parking. beach. Yeah, and free parking. It's very rare if you're from Wellington. Yeah, so it can be quite busy down there, but the water is, like clean enough to swim in and there's lots of um food places around there mission bay is the busiest one so if you want something a little bit quieter go to any of the other um like the ones either side and i just looked up what the other one's called in saint Helier's. um so what about if i want a bougie island experience oh that's right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some say Manukau is an island <laughs> I really meant Waiheke we all know <laughs> so yeah you can take the ferry over from or helicopter helicopter would be really bougie there's a ferry yeah. from the city or a ferry from um, Wynyard Quarter or there's a ferry like out east as well Howick Ways um, it, but from the city it only takes Half 40 Moon minutes. Bay right? that's yeah. right and if you're, uh, hey, if you're traveling in Auckland, get yourself an AT hop card. It's it what the locals nothing. have. It does nothing on the Waiheke <laughs> ferry. We went um, for a lunch and it was fantastic. Um, I mean, the lunch probably, wasn't. The lunch was The fantastic. lunch was not fantastic. The okay. views and the ferry was nice. It probably cost like uh, 260 for we, both of us for lunch in the ferry return. Due to the small listenership, and we thank you for listening to this podcast, I feel like we're not doxing them by saying no. it was Cable Bay. Right? Yeah. And if people have <laughs> been doing a thumbs down. <laughs> Great sound effects, guys. Yeah, it just, uh, like, it's it, it's nice. Like, you get some quite nice views of the harbour and um, helicopters next to you. Um, sort of landing. I have to go. I'm getting a call from my mum. Better take it. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, so Cable Bay, um, but I really felt like the food was a bit hit or miss. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, and like it is a very popular Waiheke venue. So if anyone's been there before, it's not the same. Like, mm. no more lying on the grass in the sun, drinking your wine, having your platters. It's completely fenced off now. You can only go in the restaurant and, um, 
yeah, the food was really average. The service was average. They actually sent me a little email afterwards being like, leave a review. So I was like, well, absolutely. <laughs> and so I did. And then once it loaded, you could see everyone else's reviews. And for the last, like, I don't know, maybe two, maybe three months, it was one star all around. So something's happened over there and we were not the only ones. So definitely do not recommend there's a high chance you would have a really, really average experience. You don't have to go to a winery on Waiheke Island. It's cool that they exist, but there is sort of like a little village and stuff. And honestly, I feel like a lot of the perks of Waiheke maybe also just rocking down to the beach and, you know, going for a swim. That's what I did. Would you Uh, recommend your most recent um, activity on Waiheke, Wild on Waiheke? Yeah, so I went as a work, um, sort of like a work trip, uh, team building, and you do the... I, I would describe them as stag doish type activities. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like um, laser clay bird shooting and archery and uh, cornhole. If you're familiar with cornhole, you toss these bags of wheat into, well, a hole. Um, but I did enjoy the vibe. I think it, the Wild on Waiheke sort of winery, it was definitely a bit more less pretentious than, say, um, Cable Bay. The Food was like tandoori chicken and like roast potatoes and quite classic Kiwiana um, food. And I thought it was good. I certainly had no complaints. And I think it has a lot more sort of more relaxed indoor outdoor space than Cable Bay. So I like Cable Bay. I thought it was the food that I particularly ordered was very nice. I think the rest of the people at the table, including yourself, Sam, may not have had the same enjoyment from the food as I did. So if you're there, maybe get the uh, lamb rib, guys. That's my tip for you. Nice. Um, but Waiheke is quite nice. I think that's a cute area. Definitely Mission Bay um, and Newmarket. Honestly, these are like fancy, I would describe them as fancy white people areas. Is that a, do you think that's a fair categorization? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. I was on Waiheke Island and it was just all white people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Waiheke definitely, definitely fancy white people. Yeah. Mission Bay, I feel like, is a bit more of a mix. Yeah, yeah. So, I, in, you know, I think it is a little bit of... Um, Auckland is more multicultural than really the rest of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Like, there are areas where, honestly, all the shop fronts maybe might have Chinese um, writing on them. Apparently, is it Dominion Road? A lot of Chinese um, restaurants, I think. Oh, yeah. If you just want some, like, cheap and amazing um, Chinese food, oh, Dominion Road will will do it. Dumplings, oh, so good. And is there anywhere else you'd recommend? Anywhere, like, is Ponsonby the place to go? Yeah, Ponsonby's cool for bars and restaurants. Shout out to Broken Lantern if you are looking for a cool new spot to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They have some really nice restaurants down there. Um, and it's just nice to – it's, like, a bit more um, eclectic and cool um, to be yep. in Ponsonby or Greylin. It's – Auckland's a big city. And so – I think it really is the type of city where each particular suburb, you're probably going to need to catch a bus or get an Uber or, or rent a car or do something to get around. And I'm, I guess I'd probably lean towards just catching Ubers. Like, I don't know. I feel like, would you recommend catching the train or the bus to all of these different places? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> unless you're going to an event... Because our parking at these things is terrible. Unless you're going to, yeah. So, 
if you're going to an event, sure, take the train. Um, I haven't attempted buses, but like the train to Fridamart or to Eden Park um, for sports are all really good. Um, the train to Mount Smart, where there's a lot of concerts, is a bit, it's okay. Mm. Um, but for the most part, I don't know, the trains like don't come that frequently and they don't really go that many places and it takes a long time. So walk around the city. If you're just going to a couple of suburb over, then I just Uber. Um, especially if you're in here for a short time, I feel like public transport eats up a lot of time. Yeah. And, um, I think there are good, there are good kind of micro mobility, um, choices. So there's lots of electric scooter companies and mm-hmm. they now are doing electric bikes. So there's like a sort of this bike pass weirdly by a motorway that, uh, I rode an electric bike on. I thought that was quite good. Um, so you have choices there and really, to the airport, I mean, I just catch Ubers. They're about 50 bucks there or 50 bucks back. Would you catch the bus or a train? Can you even do any of that stuff to the airport? Um, there actually was a Sky bus, which was like city to airport direct. But unfortunately, because of COVID, um, it doesn't exist anymore. So, um, oh, shit. So you have, yeah. to catch, you have to catch an Uber or catch what? The bus to Monaco? And then... I guess. And then get on. I like... I'm sure there is still a bus from the airport for the, to the to the city, but you're going to be stopping at all the stops on the way, so it would take a long time. Whereas the old Sky Bus was was direct. Um, so I mean, yeah, kind of sounds like Uber is pick of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, hey, and with that, can you believe another half an hour has flown by? Oh my gosh, it's been so long. It just felt like no time at all. Right. Do you have, I mean, in the last kind of minute or two, are there any other top tips or things that you're thinking, man, people really need to see the War Memorial or the art gallery is just the world best or Motat has old trains. Anything else you got? Yeah, the art gallery is apparently really good. I'm not very much into like art stuff, but apparently it's really good. And I really like the, the Auckland Museum, actually. It's really good. Um, really good museum. It's not to Papa, but you know, it's second best. <laughs> and honestly, guys, we've really just scratched the surface of Auckland. Like there, there is, believe it or not, a bridge that goes to the other side. <laughs> That's right. Of Auckland. And there's a whole bunch of shit up there. I don't know what people on the other side of the bridge do, but clearly there's stuff up there as well. So I feel like there's enough stuff to do in Auckland to totally fill up you know, a long weekend worth of activities if you're from New Zealand. I don't know. Probably you could find a week's worth of stuff if you're from overseas and it's your first time in New Zealand. Good luck getting here. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I think kind of that's the end of today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. A big thank you to the executive producer, Catherine, for, I guess, going and producing some of the um, sound effects. And It it was great to have her. It was. It really was. She Maybe she will us. join yeah. on another episode, probably to do with luggage. Apparently, it's a controversial topic, so <laughs> we've got more to say on that. Thanks and with that, hey, to thanks, everybody. our few listeners for tuning in after a short break. Until next time. Thanks.